All right, everybody, we are back for a Big Hunt Guys podcast. Uh, before we dive deep into our topic of discussion today, which we're going to talk about gear and gearless, we're going to go gear heavy. Brady just did a big gear dump for his October, November rifle deer hunt quests. Uh, Neville and I are just off of uh, elk hunt, so we've got a lot of hunting in already, so we're just going to talk some gear. But before we even get started, we're going to give you a heads up on a promo that we've got running right now. Um, if you guys want to use the promo podcast, that's just that word podcast, and you want to sign up for a Go Hunt Insider account, we're going to give you 50 points to the Go Hunt Gear Shop. 50 points is 50 bucks. You can then use that towards the purchase of any equipment that you want. Um, still a lot of hunting to be done. You know, gift season's coming up. Hell, huh? it uh, is. You know, yep. Black Friday and all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're just going to have those points. You're going to bank them. You can build them up. But you can use those towards the purchase of anything you want in the gear shop. Um, that insider research account, I mean, I'm already. You guys thinking about next season already? Isn't that crazy? You get off a hunt. I'm already starting to look. I was looking at draws yesterday. I looked at some last night. Yep. yep. Starting to plan, prepare. Starting to plan. Yeah, in Idaho, I mean, their over-the-counter stuff goes on sale December 1st. So all that's just right around the corner. So now it might, might seem early, but now's a great time to, you know, capitalize on research. Uh, use your, your insider platform, you know, draw odds, harvest statistics, application strategy articles. You also get co-op maps. You'll know, get points back on your purchases in the shop. So like I said, use that promo code, that promo code <laughs> podcast get 50 points to the Go Hunt Gear Shop, or you can sign up simply just for the Go Hunt Maps portion of our platform. That membership's called Explore. If you sign up for that, use the promo code podcast, you're going to get 20 points back to the Go Hunt Gear Shop. So, you know, whether you need maps or, in my mind, it makes sense, just sign up for Insider. Get the full package. Yeah. I mean, it's 149 bucks a year. We're going to give you 50 points back if you use our, our promo code. And, I mean... You're going to get the full suite. You're going to get points back on purchases. You're going to get research. You're going to get maps. You'll get the whole thing. Yeah. It's good, too, to jump on it right now and, like, utilize the point tracker because we all have points we've bought or didn't draw tags, and now it's time to update point tracker. And I was just looking at it yesterday. I mean, t- today's the deadline, right? We were just talking about that to buy points, bonus points in Montana. Yep. Yep. So if you're listening to this, you're too late. You're <laughs> <laughs> done for. Egg on your face. Loser. Yep. <laughs> we got Wyoming, though. That's the. Yeah, 31st of October. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I mean, Point Tracker is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then it works seamlessly with filtering 2.0 and draw it. So everything entered there. You don't have to enter it anywhere else on the website. Just mm-hmm. enter your points, track them, see all the states, see all your points. Plan for next year right now. Yeah. Use promo code podcast. Do you it. Sign up for a Go Hunt membership. Be a smart and we're going to give you some dollar bills back in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So with that, we got that out of the way. Let's do. Let's talk about gear. 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 <laughs> Brady <laughs> just did a super in-depth. How long was that? Late Brady? season, one a hour little, long. A little over an hour. Yep. It's on our YouTube channel. All of our gear lists are on our YouTube channel. If you go there, you'll see. Go to our main page in our YouTube channel. Scroll down. We have a YouTube playlist gear list mm-hmm. that has all the gear list that we've ever done we have a variety of options from late season early season different whatever weapons different archery, weapons rifle. Yeah. Yep. truck hunting base camp hunting backpack cut back country hunting check that out on youtube subscribe to our youtube channel as well we're super close us. we're almost to a hundred thousand yeah what are we a thousand off thousand away are you still saving your your subscribe i might have to (laughs) that's going to be the one that puts us over the edge the the one 
What uh, what pieces of gear, Brady, are brand new for you this year? Oh, buddy. Any any gear? You got any new gear? I think I you always have to just well, test some things out. What was the area that you wanted to fix or you had an idea you wanted to change? The, the biggest area was probably my sleep system. So these are all, obviously all my hunts right now are late season hunts. So it's really important to have a shelter and a stove. And what I had before totally worked, but it was a little on the heavy side because I had a Cimarron, just the normal Cimarron. Mm-hmm. And I had a, uh, I believe I had a large titanium stove. And when I've talked about it before, I use a, use a large stove a lot, prefer the medium because I can break sticks with my foot a lot of times that just fits in there easier. Yeah, I do have a saw as well, but I'm trying to save a little bit of effort. So the large is always great. But going some of these steep, deep, and nasty places, you know, I realized I can cut out some ounces pretty easy here. Yeah, I could shoot a lighter rifle, and that would save a lot more you ounces could. a lot easier. No, you couldn't. I know. I really can't. Man. Like, it just doesn't work for <laughs> so me. So going, going into this season, your mindset was like, all right, I can, I can find some places where I, I can, can cut some weight. Yep, cut some weight easy without having to sacrifice other areas. So I switched over, and I'm now running the Seek Outside Cimarron Dyneema. Mm-hmm. So that's going to save me some weight there. Is it? Well, how many people is the Cimarron? It's still it's like two people with the stove. Two that's what they say. Two yeah. person. Two and two in a stove, three, maybe four if you're storing your gear outside. Yep. And I can't remember exactly what my weight savings are. I have to double check on that little Excel sheet. I'm actually publishing the article today with all that information on it. Should have referenced that before we jumped on the podcast. But it is a big weight saving running Dyneema. And I think Dyneema is just a great thing. If I can have Dyneema products, like even some of my like you know, dry sacks back in the day or Dyneema, but now I really don't use a lot of dry sacks. So I just want to cut weight there. And then also when I said the stove, so I went with a seek outside medium U-turn stove. So I got a little smaller stove as well. And then the stove pipe's going to be a little smaller. So I'm saving a little bit of weight there too. It's a little less diameter. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, the, the U-turn, U-turn has a different, yeah, uh, different, yeah, yeah, different diameter. You're giving up something though, right? Going from a large to a medium? Yeah, well, I'll have to stoke it a lot more and uh, can't fit as big of, you know, doesn't sticks in there. Doesn't worry at all? Not a whole lot. I mean, I used a, uh, we went bear hunting this year with a uh, Lampers. He had the U-turn medium. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I, you know, started Land, loving it a little bit more. It. Yeah. We were using it the whole time. Um, you know, we got a bunch of snow on our, on our spring bear hunt and we really didn't have many issues with it. Yeah. We had to stoke it a little bit more, but it's not, not too bad. What, what degree sleeping bag are you using? Uh, still that 30 degree. Um, oh, are you doing a 30 degree? Too? No, sorry. 15. I was going to say, sorry, I'm sorry. like, you're gonna yep. be cold as hell. No, I'm mean, same same fifteen chill, chill coot. 15. I'm like you are going lightweight. You, you did have something in your sleep system I wanted to ask you about as I watched your your video. Sleep pad. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. What is it? Still that same piece of shit that he always sleeps the, on. The, the Uber light. That's the short one. Oh. He said. So I mean, traditionally, people, you know, you, you want to get a, a somewhat insulated, a high R value for a late season hunt. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that aren't aware. Essentially, what it does is a an R value. If you guys did, you guys know this? Did you know what R stands for? What resist, no. right? So it's the amount, the resistance of your body heat loss, okay. right? So if you have a insulated pad, it's going to resist your body losing heat to the ground, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going with an Uberlite, Uberlite, which is a Thermarest sleeping pad. It does not have the highest R value. It's decent though. It's it's, it's average. Yeah. It's decent, but I would think most people would say that's probably like a two season sleeping pad, yeah. you know, maybe summer into early fall. Why? Why your decision to use that sleeping pad versus like a Xtherm, which is, you know, a very high R value, which is going to insulate better. Why do I want to sleep like I'm in a five-star hotel? 
I mean, I don't know. I've never seen uh, one, but it sounds sick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, so, so the, the whole thought process is, is I have extra clothes with me at all times. Okay. I, I, I have layers. I have a heavyweight hoodie. I have a core lightweight hoodie. You like hoodie. Shrek? Have, you have layers? I have layers. Like an onion. <laughs> like Go Hunt Maps. Yeah, like Go Hunt Maps. Yeah, yeah. layers. Remember that, remember that back in the day? Oh, yeah. That was a funny video. Yeah. Uh, so I just have extra layers with me. So if I get cold, I just throw all those layers on. They're just yeah. going to sit in my backpack. Why not use them? What is the R value in the Uber Light? I think it's a 2.3. Yeah, I think it's 2, 2.3, two, something like that. And then you get all the way up to like 5. What's the next? I think the next one is the one I have. The X Light. Is the X Light. And that's, yeah, that's less. A f- no, no, it's more. higher. It's, it's like a 4. Yeah, four, it's four, two. Three, 4 3, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's high. It's actually pretty decent for for what it is. But the Uber Light is lightweight. And I mean, then the crazy thing is too, as I thought you were going to mention, is why I carry the regular instead of the long. Well, we can talk about that too. Again, I'm just crazy. And you're you're a tall guy. You're six five. Six five. Okay. So I'm at the even with the long, I'm at the max length of it. Do you carry though? Is it the wide version, wide short? No, oh my god, that thing is tiny. I bet. It's <laughs> totally fine. I'm I'm a side sleeper though. Okay. I am a side sleeper. Oh, so, so you're pulling your legs up. So I pull my bit. legs up a little bit. Yeah. So it does work for me. And again, I'm saving a little bit of weight. I have a stove. I just have to stoke it more. Like, I'm going to be comfortable. I'm not do you stoke f- it at night? Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. I try to load it up, and then I will. I'm usually the person who wakes up and restokes it throughout the night because I just sleep right next to it. So we get a lot of questions, I would say, about people that have never used the stove. I know I had a guy the other day reach out, and he's like, is this 15-degree bag really going to be enough for me if I've got a stove? And one of his questions was how many times, like, what's it really like to sleep in a floor shelter with a stove? as far as like expectations of stoking that thing and like what how do you burn that thing to get maximum heat and length when i'm trying when i'm trying to cook in the evening i will get that thing red hot you cook on it no i mean like just cooking like normally like with a jet boil or whatever in the tent in the tent that's like Mm -hmm. cooking my food and i'll just get that thing red hot to the point where all those coals on the bottom are just glowing Mm mm-hmm and then that way, every time I throw, no matter what type of wood it is, if it's a little bit wet, it's going to dry it up really quickly and just pump out lots of heat. So it gets to the point where like you're cracking the door a little bit because it's so hot in there before you go to sleep. And then since it's so hot in there, right, right when I'm about to really get to, get to bed, I'll just start stacking wood in there a ton. What kind of wood? Anything I can find. Really? Yeah. Sticks, twigs? Do Sticks, you, twigs. Do you carry a saw? To like carry a saw. I carry that larger little, diameter I carry stuff? that little silky F-180 mm-hmm. saw. So it's a little short saw. And I'm just usually cutting those. I think they're like eight inches long, maybe six, eight inches. And I try to find some of those bigger diameter ones for the evening because they'll hopefully burn a little yeah. bit slower, not mm-hmm. as fast. But when you stack it all the way in there too, you got to make sure you adjust the, the baffle a little bit so it's not like just dumping heat right away and burning other wood. So I'll like close it down a little bit. Your intake mm-hmm. and your and your outtake. Yep, on both the uh, on the stove yeah. and on the uh, on the pipe itself. For for my experience with using a stove. You're not going to be warm in the middle of the night. I promise mm-hmm. you that. It's, it's it's not like you're in a wall tent and that baby can go all the night. The stove is nice for when you're awake. Let's say you have bad weather. You're out in the cold. You can go in there and you can be warm for three hours if you're awake. It's nice when you get up in the morning. It's nice when you go to bed. But like that stretch, that seven-hour stretch when you're like sleeping, yep. it's, it's, it's cold. And it's hard to wake up to and then your hands are going to be cold and you want to just keep sleeping. But it's like. Might I might stoke it once at the night if I. You might. The only might. time the only I usually time, don't. Yeah, no, it's like me, it's not. Like, it's not something you I really usually, want I, to be doing. Me either. I'd rather I, sleep. I'm going to bed, so I I usually, I'm the same way. Like I'll stoke that thing red hot when I get in there, and it's short sleeve weather when mm-hmm. you get that thing. Running. Africa hot. I mean, it is hot. <laughs> it gets hot. It's great though. You sit there, hang out with your buddy, eat your meal, 
And then typically just like you, I try to cut larger diameter stuff, shove it in there before I go to bed. And I would say three hours. Yeah. Is that what you guys is kind of? Maybe a little bit less. Maybe less. Yeah. Hour and a half. But it's like two, like, and you you won't ever expect to, if you just do it right away in the evening, you're not going to have hot coals in the morning to just like throw wood in there and get it going. You have to restart restart the whole thing and do your little sticks and pyro putty or Mm -hmm. Vaseline soaked cotton balls or. I, I think the people, I think a lot of people get confused. I mean, most people are familiar with like your typical wall tent stove. Yeah, or your stove in your right. basement, like your your fireplace. Right. If you have one in your house, like yeah, those things are much more efficient at yep. retaining heat and keeping a flame going a lot longer than these like ultra lightweight, yep. super thin material, like seek outside stoves that. And you, and you got to remember too, the material that we use on these lightweight shelters does not hold heat in as well. Like no. the, any of the sill nylon stuff or yeah. Dyneema, like that heat's just going right through that thing. It's not going to really stay in there like a canvas wall tent will. So you, you can't expect to be more warm, you know, quote unquote warm all night. You yeah. still need, which begs the question for me again, why, why the Uber light? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't, I'm not, my, I, I've never woken, I've never woken up like, oh my gosh, my, my feet are so cold. Like I need that full yeah. length pad. Mm-hmm. Like I, I go to bed, I'll either pull off my socks and throw my like damp socks on the bottom of my mm-hmm. sleeping bag so they get a little bit, they get dry. Mm-hmm. But I've never, thought like oh i need a full length pad because it's going to add anything to me i'm never my body's never super cold right and if i need to go to bed and just wear my down pants sure if i want to shove my down pants in my sleeping bag down there to add a little bit more insulation in the foot like whatever yeah. i have those things with i might as well use them gotcha you're basically giving like a little give and take with give and take again a little bit you know you're bringing a stove yeah you have some added weight somewhere else mm-hmm. yeah and if it and it depends on the person right like someone who's you know needs like the cameraman we had on our New Mexico hunt, like he has to have the biggest sleeping pad possible. Like that's something that's super important to him. Yeah, so he has different people. But I, like, I mean, if you try it and it works, then I'm fortunate enough, as most of you guys know, I can sleep on a rock and yeah, I'll fall Brady asleep in five minutes. You can sleep anywhere. Anywhere. Driving the truck. I just can't. So I got the, the Thermarest, the X-Lite, right? Yeah. And I Neon bought, Earth. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bought the, I bought a new one just so I had two of them. Yep. And I totally forgot that the first one I bought that I really like is a wide version. I got this oh. one, and I'm like, holy shit, this thing is tiny. Yeah. Like, yeah. that thing is tiny. Yeah. Did it bug you? It did. Yeah. I was like, it's, I like, it's, it's not. I like it wide enough for my shoulders, and, like, I can put my arms at my side. And, the, you know, if you, you put your arms right here, that my arms, yeah. the back of my arms here yeah. are still on the pad. But then once, it bugged me right at the bat, but once I slept on it, like, I was trying to think of like, is this really making me sleep worse? Or like, I guess it, it, I couldn't really tell if it was making me. Mm-hmm. It was more a perception of like this thing is tiny than yeah. if it actually was affecting my sleep. Right. And then also, I don't know if you guys noticed on that gearless video. I forgot to actually mention it, so I apologize to everyone. But you notice I didn't bring a pillow. Mm-hmm. You definitely bring a pillow, don't nope, you? No, I'm a, I'm not bringing a pillow. These these sons. I'm avoiding it because I realized. The pillow doesn't ever stay. It no, doesn't ever stays. It always no. falls off. It's all. It and so I'm, I'm always just either sleeping in my arm or sleeping on my clothes anyway. And yeah, it's only two ounces or 1.7 ounces. It's not like a, a lot to carry, but I never freaking use it because it always falls off my head. I know some people do the old, I know in the stone glacier, that hood is pretty big. You can like jam it in there and it mm-hmm. sticks there. What I do is in that, uh, that sky air ULT, I have it just positioned perfectly because that post is in the middle, but I have my pillow like on it so like it doesn't slide because it's like stuck to that i think another issue for me is 
I'm I'm at the max length for the Stone Glacier Chilkoot. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I think it's max length like six four. Yeah, and six, I'm six four. and I'm six mm-hmm. five. And so my body is so long. Even though I do say I sleep side side sleep, but like I can't really get that pillow in there and get my head underneath there without yeah. something wanting to pop out. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not bringing a pillow. Yeah, I <coughs> just recently quit using a pillow even at home. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. I was like hard ass. Yeah, I was using. I was having like pain, like knots between my shoulder blades. And See, just, oh yeah, you don't use a pillow in your bed. No. Nope, I just just flat. I like your style. You're trying to get harder for the mountains. I don't know. It's been better to be honest. My back's felt better. I haven't had any issues between you know any knots between my shoulders or anything like that. So I've been using one. Mm-hmm. So I, I might join you in the future. Just yep. no pillow. It does slide around a lot. It does slide around unless you can, unless you can fit it like in that top hood part. Yeah. Yeah. Which those those little uh, Cedar Summit Aeros Ultralights. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are kind of ergonomically shaped and they do fit kind of nice yeah, there in the top top lid, but. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about, this, the seek outside with stoves, should we touch, touch on condensation real quick? Mm-hmm. People we get, thinking their tent's leaking. Yeah, my gosh. People think their tents are leaking lately. And it's like they don't – I don't think a lot of people realize that. These are, these are single wall shelters. Any mm-hmm. single wall shelter you use when you have condensation of breathing or snow on the ground or different weather conditions or where you pitch your tent is going to add condensation inside that single wall, especially when you have a stove and you have a bunch of wet gear and – like while you're sleeping, the top part's going to be frozen in the morning and then you start up that stove and you're going to have water yeah. kind of coming down the side of your, your shelter from just the condensation. Yeah. It just doesn't have that double wall, double yeah. wall kind of trap that dead air space and kind of track trap the moisture. Whereas a single wall, a floor of the shelter, I don't really notice it unless I get like wide temperature swings and you have like a lot of moisture. So I would say like worst case scenario, you have a rainstorm in the afternoon and it's, you know, 80 degrees, it's a warm summer rainstorm and then cold nights. Yep. You wake up the next morning when the thing's going to be raining inside. Yep. And then if you ever sleep in bed, touch the side, it's going to go wet and yep. you have to pack up everything later or your shelter's going to be super heavy the whole day because it's going to have all that condensation built inside there. But like, it's just something you kind of have to deal with and not maybe camp next to a lake or a little depression or find out like the rain things you can't really plan for. But I mean, that's why a lot of times when camping in the winter like this or late, late fall, it's clearing out all the snow underneath your shelter, trying to get that thing raging hot. So it's going to melt all that snow in there to try to get rid of some potential condensation, but you're always going to bring it in every time you go outside and come back in with your boots with snow. And mm-hmm. you just have something you have to deal with. And I've told people before too, like little tip is like bring a little shamwow, sham towel thing, like absorb all that stuff and it'll help a little bit. It's not going to solve everything, but, mm-hmm. or just lifting up the sides of your shelter and not keep them all the way down. So it breathes a little bit more, you get more airflow in there. Just kind of a necessary evil. It's it is, a, yeah. It's a give and take kind of thing, I think, mm-hmm. with those foiler shelters. So, so you're gearless, Brady. You were going into this year trying to cut some weight. Cut a little bit of weight. So you went to the sleeping system. Sleeping system. Did, was the first spot? First spot went there. Um, second spot is I ditched my um, jet stream jacket. Clothing. Clothing. That's a big one. Big one. Everyone I, brings too much fucking too clothes. Much. Yep. I don't really. I don't feel like. <laughs> I think that's why I got it from. Because, dude, when Charles does his gearless, he has like. Just like two, two upper layers or three upper yeah. layers. Yeah. So yeah. I, so I started realizing that, you know, I love having that jet stream because. Windbreaker. It, it's a windbreaker wind and it's a workhorse of a, of a layer. Like I can sure. lean against rocks. I can brush against trees when I'm hiking and not tear up any of like my ultra lightweight, like mm-hmm. down insulation pieces. But again, it's like 27 ounces. Yeah, it's, it's, heavy. A, it's a really heavy piece. And. So this year, after the you know the Sika released that ambient line, mm-hmm. so I just I'm just gonna remove that and carry the ambient hoodie, 
And now I have two insulation pieces, Kelvin light down and the ambient hoodie. And I still have a heavyweight and a core lightweight. So I went from, you know, four layers to four layers, but that jet stream is so much more heavy. Yeah. And now I have active insulation too. So I can actually wear that ambient hiking around. It's a little bit more durable. I feel like than just wearing the Kelvin light. Cause I, that'll tear if you brush it up against a tree branch, but it's a little bit more durable and just save a ton of ounces right there just by eliminating the jet stream. Even though I'm going to, I know I might miss it, but I don't need a backpack with a jet stream. Like if I was in a late season hunt where I'm truck hunting, yeah, I'm still going to rock the jet stream. Yeah. Two, two things. I mean, for Sitka, that ambient hoodie and the jet stream too, it's a brand new jacket. Both of those are new pieces for Sitka. The, the jet stream obviously been around forever, but it's been updated. Mm-hmm. Both of those really solid pieces. I mean, I, I really like the update with the jet stream jacket. Like it fits better. Yep. It's, it's a really, really nice jacket, but I'm with you. It's still a little bit heavy for me to justify packing on most backpack hunts. That ambient hoodie is warm. Man, oh, it is. That thing is so warm for the weight. Yeah. Um, I, I took it with me to New Mexico, and I was kind of splitting it like, you know, Neville killed a bull. We made it back to the truck, and, you know, I ditched my heavyweight hoodie and took the ambient. And, man, that thing is so warm. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. warm. Um, yeah, I'd never take outer shells. Like a, yeah, like a true. A soft shell? Yeah. The thing to me I think of is, I mean, I'm basically making one if I have uh, like my rain jacket and then uh, mm-hmm. an insulation piece, yep. like that's essentially the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So Brady, I just, I've, I've always just had a hard time of like justifying yep. bringing yeah, one. And when I did bring one, I'd never wear them yeah. mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, like I said, the only time I ever really wore it is I sit down in glass and I want to lean back on something or lean against a rock. And then sometimes I might just have a lightweight hoodie and then the jet stream when I'm hiking around and just open the zips. But like I get hot in that cause it's not really like breathing that well mm-hmm. where the, you know, the new ambient line is going to breathe a lot better when I'm hiking around and still. Do, do you run cold or do you run hot? I I have long extremities, so I get cold really easy. Yeah. I don't have a lot of body. Trail's crap. always cold. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating. Yeah. Pretty. I run pretty hot. That's why I see too. Like I always wear a lot of. I bring a lot of different gloves or mittens too because. My yeah, hand, my hands are way away from my heart. Yeah, you had you had quite an array of gloves. Yep. gloves. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I how have, many gloves do you bring? I, I have my gunner gloves, which are like my utility gloves that I like hike around in or glass in. And if it gets colder, I have the um, what is it? The Blizzard mitt. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm blanking on it. It's a, it's a Jetstream GTX, right? Or the not that Jetstream. Glove? It's, yeah, the glove. The, traver- the Traverse glove? No, it's the one that's like basically like a water shell on the outside. I'm just blanking on the name right now. But it has another liner on the inside. Three pair, huh? Three pairs. You're not talking the storm front? Storm front, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yep, that's okay. it. I hate gloves. <laughs> I mean, I love them when it's cold. No. Mittens. I, I just hardly ever wear them. I don't hunt that late, I guess. But when I get cold, it's like I'm in down mittens a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why the down mittens are key. And I just like having multiple sets because, I don't know, I'm just crazy. But I can't I, ever I seem would, to get I rid like, of that. I uh, like late season, I'll bring two. I'll bring... I only bring mittens though. Yeah, I kind of like the idea. In gloves. I like the idea of maybe taking the traverse glove and then maybe getting a set of like those wool mittens that Neville has that flip over that go from like mitten to glove. Like I bet it, that could be yeah, something. Yeah, because I, I think of it the same way as you. Like I have one pair that's like a I can a lot of functionality. Yeah. Like I can do shit with them. Mm-hmm. And that's when I use like those mitts because you can pull them up, and your fingers are free. Yeah. And then for cold, I have like the I think I have the stick the sick of ones too yeah. and I, just, I just worry too like i'm going into some gnarly country that late season like if my hands get super cold yeah i can make a fire and that sort of thing but like i just err on the side of caution a little bit when it dips into these temperatures i'm going to like 
last year in that deer hunt that we filmed, like that was freaking brutal. Like how cold that was. Like yeah. we were surviving for a long time. Like that's where it's nice to have that couple extra pieces here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't, I can't quite go ultra light. That was a love too. Like I'd love to ditch more stuff, but like I have to be careful too. What else you got? In? What else did you look at? How do you um, feel about long johns as a base layer? I'm, I'm ditching them this year. I ditched them. Yeah, I wondered that. I ditched them and went with the older style uh, full Kelvin light insulation pants. Those like full length ones instead yeah. of the three quarter. Synthetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which they don't make anymore, but. Yeah, mine melted. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks yep. to a fire one time. But. Yeah, so I ditched those. Um, I did, even though I say I'm ditching a bunch of stuff, I did add something. I did add the tarp this year. Glassing? Oh, glassing tarp, yeah. Hmm. What tarp? Uh, I actually had Seek Outside make me a custom tarp. Okay. Which I don't know why they just don't make this all the time, but I had to make me a Dyneema DSD. Gotcha. Crazy, crazy stupid light. I just reached out to them, asked, and they're like, yeah, we could definitely do that. I haven't really thought of that, about it too much, but it'll be a long wait period. And I was like, I am totally fine to wait and paid for it. And so you're going to take that in conjunction, in addition to your, your regular shelter. Yep. That's why I'll use this to sit down and get out of the elements on some of these sunsets. I know it's going to snow on me. I noticed that you're packing a Kestrel. Yep. You use it? You do? The wind meter? Yeah. Yep. Use it a lot. So you, you can justify packing that around. Mm-hmm. I just use that a lot as like a, a backup dope chart solution and a way to grab wind and just practice a lot on wind stuff because wind is everything when I'm taking these shots. Like, yeah, I would love a close range shot and I'm not promoting shooting crazy, stupid long at deer, but I know with the tools I have, I lay down on my gun, I have my SIG range finder, I have my Kestrel, I get all that dope together and they both are going to agree with each other and I can measure the wind right there. Yeah, I'm only measuring it at my person. I don't know what the wind is doing way out there, but the more I practice shooting all the time, I can eventually look at terrain features or look where the wind's coming over ridge, look at the wind where the deer is I'm going to shoot. And I kind of can input a little bit from the wind here and what I see out there, import that into my devices and gives me the shooting solution I need to make a one shot kill. That's what I think a lot of people get, you know, bent out of shape about, about people who shoot whatever my distance it might be. But like, I know, yeah, I know exactly where I'm putting it. Like, yeah, today I always shoot at 800 yards out when I go to the rifle range. And it's just like, I literally can put it on there every single time and be in the kill zone. Because I have these tools, but I have these tools and I know how to use them. Yes, you don't need these tools, and yes, it is fun getting closer to deer, but if I have an opportunity where it is windy, how, how do you know, you know, what mm-hmm. what's your left or right going to be on a 20-mile-an-hour wind at 300 yards? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could just say, like, oh, yeah, hold hold the foot over, but, like, is that really what you should be doing? Is that going to make the best shot for you, or could I just measure that wind, import that in the device, tell me exactly what I need to do, and then I just dial and pull that trigger, and that deer's dead. Bang, yeah. bang. So it's like a, yes, it doesn't add a weight carrying some extra tools and could I get rid of it? Yeah. But it's also just, it's fun to be able to practice out there. Like what's the wind doing today? Guess first <laughs> and then check it out. Yeah. No, I noticed, I noticed that you packed that. I just wanted to ask because yeah. it's everything always that goes in your backpack. a justification, right? It's, is this thing worth carrying? Yeah. And then the fun part is trail, which I never told people about. There's actually a game on there I can play if I get really bored. Is there? There's snake. <laughs> you know, the, you know, the game where like the oh yeah, you just do the yeah. little snake thing around and make the hit the little mm-hmm. apple or whatever. You can play snake on there. No love, kidding, love that game. Yeah. Kill time. Yep, yeah, kill time. You can play a little game. Hmm. Did you change anything in your gear list? I feel like you bring the same shit every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, what did I change? I, I would say, like, kind of as I was thinking about it, like things that uh, jump to interest is just like a new headlamp. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh. <laughs> wow. I know. Big deal, right? Um, which, which one to go with? Um, so I was I was hunting in Utah. My camera guy, uh, Kyle, he does some work with uh, Peaks. Yep. And he had a, an extra headlamp, and I had just my staple black diamond storm that i've had forever and i think we were doing some early morning hiking in red light and the beam on that peaks headlamp in red light isn't it phenomenal it's so much better than anything i've ever seen from like black diamond or you know anybody else so he had an extra one on the truck so we moved i think like mid hunt and he was like oh here try this headlamp out so i i used that for the rest of the hunt but that thing was pretty ball it's baller it's bright and it's cool custom settings and you can recharge it yeah you can lock it um yeah rechargeable i like the design of it it's all metal i mean there's some small things that i would maybe do differently but other than that like that thing was actually really really good Mm -hmm. what happened to that headlamp um no 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 (laughs) do you still have it Uh-oh. No, I left it in New Mexico. I donated so it. So much for the new headlamp. I got to nice. buy a new one. Got yeah, it. today. Damn, yeah, I donated it to, uh, I, I set it down and walked off, which I have a bad habit of doing. Uh, it was the only thing that I did that this yeah, year. You remember with. we were antelope hunting and left his range out of the blind? Unbelievable. Yeah, well, I got that back. You got that back, yeah, but so I, you set it I down. I have a bad habit of like leaving things periodically just throughout the. Do you guys ever freak out when you're hiking? Like, you worry about that? I've, oh, s- yeah. I've, oh, hiked, yeah. I've hiked out a lot where I'm just, all of a sudden I set down my backpack because I always think I forgot my headlamp. It's always my headlamp, I'm assuming I left. Mm-hmm. So I had that happen in New Mexico. I thought I left my inReach somewhere. Ooh. Because like you always pull it out and you're like, and I'm like, God, is that, did I put that back in my backpack? Speaking of inReaches, what do you guys think about that new one? I don't know. Mine's been sucking lately. The inReach Messenger, the new one. For yeah, another one I had a discussion. We've been using our inReaches quite a bit and it feels like it's slower. Much slower. Should we use the analogy about how everyone thinks when new iPhones come out, they make the old ones a little bit less quality, so you have to upgrade? That could be. I think so, too. Because I wondered we, if it was just that many more people now on the network, and they're using it, and like people are out hunting, and there's more people recreating in the fall, so maybe there's more messages going up Well, through. these new ones, too, they have new apps and everything as well. Yeah, so like we, we for yeah. people listening, though, we have the InReach Mini Original. Right. They, ha- they have the, the inReach. They, they have the inReach Mini Two, which uses a different phone app, and I've heard it's way faster and way more intuitive how to navigate through and send messages even on the inReach device. And, and the new one now, new which one is called now. the Messenger, Messenger. Right? and it's it's a puck essentially. Yep. Um, lacks the you know the screen of like you, you've seen of like an Explorer or Mini. Yep. Um, but one in the you know press release package that I looked at, one of the little highlights said increased. Speed. Yep. Why is that one faster? Don't they all go to the same satellite? I, th- I think. Well, Some I think the explo- I think the Explorer only accessed one satellite, and then the Mini ex- was able to do three satellites. So I think as you upgrade through, they're somehow grabbing different satellites. They all run off the Iridium I'm network. Still using I think. the old Delorum SE. SE. Yeah. I, still have that I one feel like mine's bank. as quick as Neville's. I feel mine's, like mine might even be quicker than Neville's mine at was times. Really I know. Shit in the bed. I know all, both of our mini originals. Neville is super slow sending messages, yeah. and I've heard people who have the Mini Two, the upgraded one of ours, is faster. I don't know if I'm ever going to go to the Messenger. I think I might upgrade to I the Mini Two. I think I'm going to buy one. The Messenger one? Yeah, I, I think I'm due. I mean, I've I've had the one forever and ever. I mean, I, I bet I've had it for eight or nine years. At this Did you point. see the the other cool feature I really like? The safety feature. Mm-mm. So let's say your phone dies. Oh. And you, yeah, you can still send a preset message, but if you want to send a custom message and your phone dies, so maybe let someone know you're actually okay or your pre- preset message didn't have anything on there. 
you can actually plug your phone into the into messenger the, yeah. and you give, you give enough battery charge, then you can use your app to send a custom message gotcha. for phone dice. Like B- BBD. Yep. That's yeah. the best message and I was love. <laughs> we got ne- one Neville down. sent me one of those in the Mexico and I was like, hell yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, I think I'll probably update date to that probably yeah. next year. But as far as like other things, and you then, a new headlamp. There wasn't new, any, new head, like new uh, headlamp. Phelps metal bugle tube was yeah. awesome. I there mean, wasn't like any category you're looking at, like your camp kitchen, your sleep system. Man, I'm pretty like standard with it. You know what I mean? I Tarp. Think, sounds like you're stubborn. <laughs> I think we're all just <laughs> need to try some new stuff. I try a lot of new stuff. I Liar. Just, I do. I just don't. A lot of it just doesn't stick. You, you know? don't like it, huh? Yeah. I mean, I just I'm I'm pretty basic and. I say basic, but I just mean the stuff that I use is the stuff that I've used and I liked because I think I know how to use it, right? So tarp, um, you know, bivy sack, sleeping bag. I will say, like, I was super hot when I was in Utah. I took a 10-degree bag, which I've had some cold Septembers. I was sleeping on top of that Hmm. at night. I mean, it was in the 70s at night, even at 9,000 feet. So, like, I could have got away with a, you know, a quilt. But, um yeah, I mean, I'm, I I pretty much use the same stuff, same camp kitchen, same type, you know, same titanium pot, Soto One Master stove. Um, yeah, I mean, there were some new clothing items um, I could note on. Like, I guess if I went down and like I named some of my favorites from this year, I would say Peaks Headlamp, um, Fell Raven Keb Agile Pant. Like, I mm-hmm. love that pant. That pant fits so good. I I love that thing. I love those pants. So. Those, um, Sika Ambient Hoodie would be another one. Um, Stone Glacier's Merino wool layers mm. are awesome. Yeah, the Chinook's a long sleeve, long sleeve uh, top, and, and they also make it in short sleeve. I wore that a bunch and really, really liked it. And, again, it was hot weather, so I wasn't really too worried about whether it dried in super fast or not, but <laughs> there's some at barking out. <laughs> I think she has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old dog barking outside the door. But, yeah, those, those pieces um, – you know, other than that, you know, I, I used a new release this year. So I've everything I've ever shot over probably the last 10 years, I've shot with a hinge release. Uh, this year I hunted with the, the new UltraView button, yep. which I, I shot a thumb button, and I was able to shoot it well enough that I felt really confident with it. So um, still shooting, playing around with that thing. But, um, yeah, like basics, pretty much the same stuff, a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. I think the only really thing I changed too, I saved uh, – roughly like five and a half ounces by switching that handle off the VA five head yeah. to that Asiac carbon, carbon fiber yeah, handle. And, and I also use the, uh, the Asiac, uh, bino adapter. Yep. So that's the combo too. Cause I had the vortex pro pro adapter before and that's heavy when you add an Arca Swiss plate on the bottom of it. So yeah. Switching that off, you actually save weight. And again, it might be ounce here or there, but ounce here or there is going to add up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That probably saved me, I would say, Four ounces because yeah, I've you, been using the Leica Stable Light plate forever, yep. and this little Asiac. It's essentially for those of you listening, it's just a ring that goes around your binocular tube. It's got an Arca Swiss receiver on the bottom of it. And it just slides right in, so there's not any need to attach a base plate or anything like that. It just slides right in, and that that thing actually works really well. I like it a lot. Me too. I'm gonna really enjoy it. I've used it a little bit, just glassing around here. I haven't used it on a hunt yet, but I'm stoked. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a new piece. There's probably some other new pieces. I'm sure I'll think of them, but what about you? I used a new shelter this year. Oh. Oh. What do you got? It's about the same weight, but what I was trying to fix was setup time. Oh. I was getting pissed about the just like setting up tents and like the pain of setting up stuff, and I just want to try something 
about the same weight, but it was easier set up. So I had the Argali, the new Argali two-person mm-hmm. TV tent, which it is super easy to set up, no doubt about it. I was before that I always used the Sky Air ULT mm-hmm. tarp, which is like the two-pole pitch. So it's a little bit trickier to set up; takes a little bit longer. But the good thing about that is you can put that damn thing about anywhere, right? You need a smaller, smaller area, and it's easier to do that. That's the only thing that's tricky with that Argali one. It's I need to find a big flat spot. Yeah. I mean, you don't, but you, like, it makes it easier to pitch, but. It looked mm-hmm. like it had quite a bit of room in there. Yeah. Super roomy. Had more room. What are you using for pole? You yeah, just I was going to ask I just well. used my trek and pole. That's definitely something you want to check. So it's like 54 inches is what that tent needs. So my trek and pole does. Are you just pulling one of the legs out and sticking the other one in, or do you have one of those little adapters? No, I, ju- I just went straight up. Mine was, it can go 54 inches. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, just one pull. One pull. Oh, yeah, oh. so it's just a one pull pitch. Super easy to pitch, super fast. And it's it's lightweight. It's just maybe a little over a pound. Hmm. Super lightweight. What are you using for ground cloth? I had the Stone Glacier one. Oh, you just used your floor from your Sky Air? No, they they have a they have a ground oh, sheet. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Which that thing is super light. That one. And then the other the other thing I always try to look at is my food. Yeah, I was going to say that too. My food this year was the best I think I've ever had. Because if you, I mean, if you really do think about it, the heaviest thing you carry with you is your food. Yeah. That and your water are usually like your heaviest things that you carry with you. So I was, every year I'm always trying to, I think it's kind of fun too. It's like messing around with some new stuff. I got lazy this year and never really looked or researched new food. I'm just carrying the exact same stuff I did last year. Yeah, I'm trying to find like, dude, I had mine pretty damn good. Like it was just a little over a pound and it was like, 2800 calories yeah, I, yeah this is the the most prepared i've been in a year for food like I, I never felt like i was hungry i felt like you know some days i had a little bit of rollover other days you know i i was eating everything but like that's this is the best i've ever done with food and mm. i mean for me there are some things that are staples that i've used all the time um but i've been going to whole foods just to my local because it's like the only place that's got some of these you know geeky bars that yep. <laughs> It's the only place that carries them. But, yeah, just been I've been trying a bunch of different bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. But. I'm trying to think of what else. I, I, tried, I had a new release. So I shot my shot my elk with a hinge first time. Oh, you did? Yeah, Ultra you Hinge, sh- too. Shot the hinge, huh? Shot the hinge. Dude, there I was watching. So we got the footage of that, and I was watching it. Dude, I was at full draw for a while. Yeah, I know. When I stopped it? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I'm like, damn, I was sitting there for a while. Huh. You are at full draw on that other bull for a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> Two minutes, probably, <laughs> with a hinge. How was it to shoot a hinge for hunting? It was great. You felt good about it? Yeah. Loved no, it. No, actually, no worries? Pulled it right back and actually, like... Executed a perfect shot? Aimed. Made a great like, shot. Stopped, aimed for a while. Shot it. Yeah, he really did make a good shot, and it didn't go very far at all. I did update my medical kit. Gosh, did you? I didn't. You? did I. I mentioned on the video that I really need to. Yeah, I know you always do the same thing. Mine's pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's I like brought, I'm gonna uh, die in the woods if I ever have anything major. Yeah, I, w- I went through that. I haven't, I hadn't done that in a couple of years, so went through that. Yeah, I need to do that. I think I want to add a tourniquet. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I got some of that. I bought some of that quick clot. Gotcha. Stuff. I added that in there. Just throw it at the bottom. But other than that, yeah, my big one usually every year where I feel like I can cut weight is like my shelter that I use or uh, food. Anything you changed in your clothing systems? I mean, I always different? try to bring less. Cl- I try to bring less clothes. Every year, it's 
I mean, I think a lot of that just comes with experience and knowing, like, all right, I never – I mean, taking note of what you use, right? I yeah. think that's a big thing. Yeah, because we – People laugh at you and I strategy a lot. We bring one pair of boxers for the entire hunt. Yeah. And like one pair the of socks. The ones you're wearing. Yeah. One pair of socks. Yeah. So yeah. my, my upper layers, I usually, I'm a, like three piece. Yeah. I have a, I have a bottom layer, like super active. A base layer. And mm-hmm. then I have just like your kind of mid, mid weight that goes over top. Then if I'm cold, I have a nice puffy. Yep. And if it's wet, I have a rain jacket. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my, I, I guess it's stone glacier. Some new stuff there that I used. The cab, same with you. The cab agile pants are sick. They are nice. Those things are a real treat. Super comfortable. Stretchy. Side zips. Mm. Didn't and they have like I also like the so down by the end of the leg, the bottom of the leg, they have it's like a little bit. It's reinforced. Yeah, the G one G one thousand stuff. Yeah, kick plate. So you don't need gaiters. I hate. I'm over gaiters. Oh, breaking my heart. I saw (laughs) your. I love, I, I, love the gators. I saw in Brady's video, he's like, Gators, year, it's July to yeah. August. There's, there's so many people that make me- he's so many gators. people that make memes about Gators hating on people who wear them all the time. I saw like, a lot late of pe- season, I can see him making more sense. Yeah, me too. I was, I ran into some guys uh, in Utah, all, I mean, many. It's like, you know, mid-80s, low 90s during the day, dudes are wearing Gators. I was like, oh, man, I would be sweating. That's you, though, Brady. You like the Gator? I like the Gator. Yeah, too hot for me. I mean, obviously, if it's an early season, I'm going to wear a lighter gator. <laughs> but, like, I love gators. Yeah, I think – so most of us, it sounds like besides trail doesn't really change anything. And I, I think all <laughs> of it – stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we're pretty dialed, though. I, I think, think a lot of it, too, is if, it, if I'm trying to change anything, I'm trying to go lighter. I think I'm trying to get a little bit lighter. You're trying to go crazy light weight like I used to be? You can just go super – Like, if I'm – I'm usually weights – I mean, that's something I think about. Yeah. I don't think I noticed that much difference between 45 pounds and 55. Like, it just feels about the same. After day two or three, it feels like I'm, it doesn't, I couldn't, I probably couldn't tell you the difference. It just feels I like. I could. Really? I, that's 10 pounds. Well, I know. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but on my back, I just don't feel like I notice mm. it. It just feels like you kind of. It's a adapt. compounding effect. So it's like, you're going to get tired faster. Is what that I means. mean, it's. Uh, the assumption is, but to me, like it just doesn't feel that much different. It just feels like you you get used to it, you adapt to it, and you go. So like it's like twenty five percent. I think it makes sense to like cut where you can, but I also right. think like I'm almost at a point now like where I err in some areas over uh, functionality overweight. Yeah. See, I'm like the opposite on Brady on sleep system. Like my sleeping pad, like sleep, like I'll. Yeah, me. I'm I'm packing a full. Right. I'm a 72 but like inch the, sleeping the, pad yeah. that's 25 inches but wide. But then the way I'm thinking about that is, if I'm going to bring a heavier sleep system, then I'm going to I'll try to make something a little bit lighter. Cut it somewhere else. Yeah, it's a balance. It always life's is. a balance. So well, let me ask you. I mean, what's more important to you, weight or functionality? I think they're both important. Is one way? Is Dep- one well, way- it's like you just said. It depends on. Depends on, I think it depends on the well, season. Well, like me, sleeping system functionality is important to me. Like so, being, having good sleep, that's more important to me than weight. But in a different area, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. it'd be, it might be different. So everybody's a little bit different, right? Yeah. Brady mm-hmm. obviously sleeps really well in the backcountry regardless of what he uses. So like for me, I, could, I don't think I could get away with a pad like you're using. I could just sleep on the ground without a pad, honestly. <laughs> 
<laughs> no joke. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pack some extra weight, you know, extra length, extra wide pad, just mm-hmm. to keep my shoulders up off the ground. And I'm gonna sleep better because yeah. to me that matters more. You know, it matters. Yeah. I do think. I mean, 55 pounds, 45 pounds. Yeah, but it's once it's some people that like don't pay attention anyway, and they're bringing like these huge ass packs. Yeah, that's like good. I guarantee you, it's every cameraman we have in our hunt. Yeah, they all <laughs> they're all holding around like seventy pounds and like whatever. The first day they're fine. Come like day six, seven, and, and I can't even see him behind me. <laughs> that's where I think though, like talking about this gear, it's important to create gear list to literally put it in a sheet. And yeah, it might be silly to weigh every single one of your items, but like it gives you a big picture of what you're actually carrying. And like that's why I love like you know every year. I always create these custom Excel sheets that I put in these articles for people to download, enter their own stuff in there. Every time you enter in your backpack section, your sleep system, your optics, your food, it automatically calculates the weight in the little pie chart. So you organize and plan all your gear and it has a price section too. So if you're trying to save and make the ultimate gear list, you can add a little price and you can see what, what your optics are costing, what your sleeping system costing you. So you can like Mm -hmm. pros and cons for everything, trying to figure it out. But it's like, then you can start to look at, okay, this is my gear list this year, what I took. If I want, and it weighed X, and next year it maybe was like too heavy last year, I want to try to figure out where I can cut those ounces. Then you can start looking at each of those categories and having a pie chart design. You'd be like, well, my optics are 40% of my whole backpack weight. Yeah, Brady. I could cut cut a little bit there, you know, and like start narrowing (laughs) that down. You could cut a lot there. Yeah, and like not carry the BTX and carry the, you know. Mm -hmm. The little guy. The little guy, a little spotter. But, like, that's where that planning process becomes. And you can see that big picture of everything you're carrying rather than just throwing everything in. Like, whatever it is, I'm going to carry it because I'm strong and I'm a badass. And, like, yeah. like just having that mentality. Like, well, you could probably cut some ounces here or there and figure it out. Yeah, it might be an expense to upgrade to certain pieces from, like, a aluminum pot to a titanium pot or, like, that stuff. Yeah. But, like, slowly you can start to figure that out. And by having that Excel sheet then, too, it eliminates the need to forget items on hunts. Like, we've all left right. on a hunt and forgot something. Like, I think we forgot a bunch of stuff antelope hunting. Like we forgot chairs or whatever we did or something stupid like right. that. You know what I need to throw in my pack? A small piece of rubber hose. Just tubing, rubber tubing. For what? Um, Tourniquet? No, for like uh, flowing water into oh, a bottle. Because yeah. there's a lot of times where the stream or the seep isn't big enough that you can really get like a good flow to fill up a water bottle. Mm-hmm. So like a small piece of rubber hose and yeah. that – that kind of leads into another thing is like, I think I'm pretty much done with water bladders and Nalgene's in general. I'm just smart water bottles. Smart only. water bottle is really great. Dude, they're so light. They're tall. They don't yeah. take up a ton of space. I guess what I was even talking in that gearless video. And their weight. So the, the thing, the pain about water bladders, you always pulling that thing out and putting it back yep. in. It's yep. a real son of a bitch. Yeah. And, and then we, we've yeah. all had them explode or the hose comes undone and soak all your gear in the That's bottom of it. That's my issue with them. Yeah, and when you, if you get three of them, so you got three liters, you got three smart water bottles, the tall ones, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of pull those out, fill one. The only thing that benefits me having a bladder is I'm the type of person that doesn't drink a lot of water to begin with, so I have to force myself to drink. And yeah. having a bladder with a hose next to me reminds me You're all the time consistent. like I can just drink, whether I hate like reaching mm-hmm. back and trying to grab it because there's never any good water bottle holders out there. They all kind of suck. And yeah. The other thing I'm done with is top lids. Top lids. I'm over them. I'm, you end up just throwing shit in there you can't find it anymore and it just gets all awkward and I weird. just It's too tall. It's too... I just don't ever... I don't like it. Huh. I just am done with it. You use it on? I, I still do. For your... What pack are you using? 7900? Uh, yeah, 7900 Sky okay. Guide. What do you put in it? I put my ammo. I put my rear rest. I put my beanie. I put my headlamp. I put my ammo. And I'll put one of my pairs of gloves if I'm not wearing a pair of gloves up there. Rain gear? 
No, rain gear goes no. on the side. Gotcha. And then so if it is raining out, I will put my, my camera up there, my Sony. Gotcha. So, like, it has a purpose, but I do hate that it just gets a mess. And I'm not going to put bags and organize my shit. That's yeah, just extra weight ju- I want to put It's jumbled up with. in there. It always seems like it's sloshing it's sloppy. around. It's tall. It's and sloppy. And you can never cinch it to make it look pretty like you're supposed to. It always wants to fall backwards yeah. a little bit. And I'm just done with them. But the only thing I like it, though, what do you do when you have a rack on your back? You need to strap something. Do you carry extra straps? Mm-mm. I, I got to work. Yeah, I did too. Elk. Yeah, just the, the just, system down then. just the top straps that go, you okay. know, like if you run that thing in bivy mode. On yeah, it has glacier pack. It's got, the, it's got two straps that would yeah. fold in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just wrap that around the, the antler and set it up on top. But, yeah, I don't like a top lid. Hmm. Done with They're those. Kind of, yeah, they, they flop around. They're kind of annoying sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else I... I what, didn't like. One thing I was going to ask Brady is about like, your water treatment system. Yep. You have a SteriPen? SteriPen now. Filter okay. also? And then the, the platypus, whatever it's called. Yeah, the, the straw hyper. type thing? Yeah. Yeah. Fil- you bring a pump? No. Nope. It's well, like. What it's do you a, mean? The, a, what's the a, filter? A, it's like a, a gravity fed, like a micro filter. Small yeah, it's just one. a. So, this, it's not like. It's like the Sawyer squeeze, but there's a platypus, ver, platypus version. Version, okay. It's like the Hyperflow, or I don't know what it's called. You remember. you do that for what? I'm guessing it's in that camp. You have a bunch of water. Yeah, I always have the drone light bag. So the drone yeah. light bag will be like my big water it's because reservoir. he goes into places that have no goddamn water. So yeah, when he gets water, up, he's getting like I have to get snow or just shit water. He's getting like five gallons of it. So you're using that to just filter out any any stuff that's in the snow. Yep. As you melt it, gotcha. Yeah, I was curious as to why you're using that, not just a steri pen by itself. Yeah. I like I like having a backup. Yeah, and I, I like the drops before, but sometimes I feel like the drops are they're not like freezing. I don't think drops can freeze, but I've had drops for a year, and all of a sudden I bust it out, and it's not expired or anything, but there's like milky. Milky. Like there's, it's like you you, you can't you like you can't use it anymore. It's like part like heavy Straight particles are in there, so it's not squeezing out. I'm like, is that actually working? And so I've had a little bit of like doubt about those drops, and they're just. <laughs> No doubt in the drops, dude. I know. I they love never, the, I they love never the drops. But me. on these late season hunts, where it's super cold. I feel like there's something that's happening with those drops. They're getting so cold that they're just hmm. not quite functioning anymore. I've never had those fail. Like, I've never been sick. Um, I will say it is – I had some times in Utah where I was annoyed that I had to wait. Yeah. Because I just was yeah. out of water. And, and that's, why, that's why I had the SteriPen Ultralight. Yeah, I think that probably will be an upgrade for I me. I think it's a great piece of gear, and you can charge it. Nice. And then the only thing – The thing is that sucks for you, though, those – you can need a bigger water bottle. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah, get that one that has a little bigger top, so you can stick mm-hmm. that in there. That's what sucks about the smart. They're too. Th- yeah, they're a little they're too thin, and then when it comes to like scooping up water, it's a pain. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're a little big at the top. They should do really big at the top and then super narrow at the bottom. We should create our own bottle. Yeah, I mean, there were two things that my camera guy when I was in Utah that he had. Uh, one, he had uh, he had like a metal like a hydro flask bottle. But then he had like a filter. It was like essentially just like a coffee filter, very small, that he could just pour water through and it filtered out a lot of the material in it, right? So he wasn't filtering. He was just doing SteriPen and then this little, it's almost like cheesecloth, right? Hmm. So he was using that. That was pretty handy because he would use that and I would I was using his equipment. So I was pouring it into my bottles. And then the other thing that he brought that was super handy, I wished I had, was a head net. Oh, for the bugs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I never really think about, but like that early you season. You didn't bring one to Alaska? Uh, no, because we were late. I mean, we got snowed uh-huh. on up there. Pretty much everything was dead and gone by then as far as bugs go. But um, 
yeah, like just the flies were so bad. It was so hot. You couldn't even take a nap midday. It was just 90 degrees and flies There's everywhere. nothing worse taking a nap and having flies keep going up your nose you and your mouth. You can't and, do it. But, yeah, he's sitting over there with a head net. So I think maybe for those early season hunts, I'm going to think about throwing in a head net. Hmm. Do you guys get all these uh, haters commenting on your videos as I get, or is it just me? No, dude. They just like torching you. <laughs> What are you getting? <laughs> I, I get a they lot. always make fun of Brady. I don't know if I do or not. Do I? They say, they, they usually, the number one comment's like, you guys like to run a lot of gear. Oh, yeah. I try oh, not to say that. Yeah, that one. I made fun of that one in my last video, making fun of myself, basically. But I think I get more haters on, like, just hating the the quality of gear that I use or that certain pieces, like, no one can afford what you guys have or... Yeah, I've like, had that. I've had people, I mean, obviously, we... The, whoever that dude's meme pages, you know, said like, Oh, trail sleeps in thousand dollar sleeping bags. And you yeah. know, I don't, but if they made one that was a thousand dollars and it weighed a pound, you know, and it kept me warm to 10 degrees, I'd probably buy it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I do think that there's pieces of equipment that are like, you know, can justify a high cost. And I think a sleeping bag is one of those. I mean, I don't mind paying 650 bucks for a sleeping bag that I'm going to have for 30 years. Mm -hmm. You know, doesn't make <laughs> I don't care. Same with optics. Yeah. Cause it kind of makes me like, I understand where they're coming from, but I don't think a lot of people realize that like every person is different, what their passions are. Yes. I work in a hunting industry. You don't have like a six sneaker collection at home. No. <laughs> like you guys all know me how I'm going to go on the rant right now. Like I don't, everyone comes here like, where's a good restaurant to go to? I don't know. I don't eat out. People ask me to go eat here. I don't go to lunch. <laughs> I don't go to dinner. I don't do things on the weekend. He I don't go to bars. Builds bullets. I just build bullets. That's it. And eat mule deer meat literally every single night. <laughs> like my fridge right now, you open it up, it looks like, yeah, I live a bachelor life because I have nothing in there. Mm -hmm. And it's just like my passion is hunting and hunting only. I don't have toys. I don't have a bunch of random side-by-sides and new truck every single year. And all my money goes into hunting and just like, yeah. why, should, why should I be hated on in a sense for something I'm so passionate about. I understand like people just think it's different. Your but, like, gear list is $20,000. Probably is probably more. Best yeah. $20,000 I ever spent. Yeah. yeah. Cause like I, way I hunt is different than maybe most. And it's like something like you're specialized. Yeah. I could kill with a lot less. Yeah. I could kill with a lot more, but it's like, it's what I do and what I love. And it's like, why do some like it, it comes and goes with the amount of hate I get. And so people are like, Oh yeah. What, what's the real purpose of this gear list? Like where the underlying, like what are you, what are you really trying to solve here? Like, yeah, I'm not trying to like, sell a bunch of gear for the gear shop i'm literally trying to showcase what works for me and what doesn't work for me like i've literally backpacked my whole life i used to backpack every single day when i had a fisheries biologist job mm -hmm. like that was literally my whole job was a backpack so i got really good at figuring out what worked and what didn't narrowing down my stuff buying certain gear at certain times of my life and just upgrading when i need to and slowly knowing what works and what doesn't work like it's what i, it's what I do what i love so it's like yeah. it's kind of funny how we yeah, get that I'm, a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, go, it goes down to what you value, right? I mm -hmm. mean, if you value, you know, sneaker collections or a new car or a truck or, you know, whatever it is that you value and you spend your money on, then great. But, and again, I mean, we, in my opinion, I'm fortunate enough to work where I work, you know. It, it probably stems from a whole bunch of years that I put into these types of endeavors like hunting, you know, backpacking you know, on my own that then led to the opportunities which I'm currently residing in, you know, mm -hmm. in this job. But, you know, I, I get given stuff, you know, there's equipment I get given, which is great. I'm, no. you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it. And some of it I love and some of it, you know, probably isn't going to make it into my pack, but, 
I mean, it's just, it just is what it is. Everybody has a job, right? And the thing that they do, the thing that they're passionate about, sometimes you get rewarded for those types of things. So, yep. and again, I, I agree. I mean, are we trying to sell gear with these gear lists? Maybe a little, you know, I mean, but it's also, we're trying to highlight things that we like and we use and we mm-hmm. find, you know, useful. And I can help someone in any little way by like yeah. they find one little piece that they never thought about using or sure. like Look. maybe your guys' food list, like how to cut weight on the food list. Like mm-hmm. that's a win for them. And it's like, you're just giving them all your experiences, your failures that we've all had before. And just to make what our list, what we think is what works well for us. Yeah. yeah you can use a different million different things. You can use um, whatever yeah. clothes you want, whatever boots you want. But like, there's similar things you could take from every one of us. Like all of our gear lists are different. If you look at them. Yeah. But like they all serve us really well because they're just customized to yeah, us. Yeah. I'm definitely not trying to suggest anything to people that I don't think that they, you know, that would, would potentially help them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, make a quick buck or anything like that. I mean, I'm just telling you what I use and why I use it. And, you know, hunting's important to me. I mean, the guys here, you know, Porter Lorenzo, those, those guys call me a life, you know, quote unquote lifestyle guy, right? Like hunting is, a, it's like what I want to do. Yep. You know, I really like it. And, and, uh, you know, all my equipment is part of that process. I geek out on it and I don't have any, any trouble pouring money and time and effort into it. Freaking but love gear. If you do want to check out our gear list, mm-hmm. they're probably have them all in articles. Yep. I have them all in articles too. All they're your actually guys on is. our shop website as well yeah. articles are pretty sick because you can click between the like individual categories so if you only want clothing systems you just click that tab and yeah. you'll see just clothing yeah, and we have collections in the shop a gear list collections that have all the stuff that we carry most yeah. of it not all of it but it's nice too like i like to even just look back at like what you guys are carrying every year like i even like you said you watched my gear mm-hmm. list video mm-hmm it's fun just I'm, to. I'm to, curious. Yeah, it's fun just to watch. And I like hearing <laughs> how you explain things because, like, I always laugh when I hear Neville talk about, like, we're just a bunch of like dirty little hippies wearing the same underwear every single day. It's like, <laughs> it's just. Whoa, I didn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure you did. Yeah, you did. You said you're, you said like yes. you're a dirty boy. Yeah, dirty. But it's like dirty. You, 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 you. I bring one pair of underwear, but two pair of socks. I don't do that. It's silly. Me either. I guess in my late season hunts, I have a liner sock and a thicker sock, but like. There's nothing worse than wet socks. You just wear them in your bag every night, and they dry out. What do you guys do with your gear, like before a hunt? Are you are you like pre-storing it, or are you just going the crazy like that week, like getting everything ready, or do you already have it dialed in a tote and it's ready to go? I have an equipment room in my basement, and then I have another closet that's right off of that, and I keep all of my camping equipment in that closet, so all my sleeping bags, pads, those kinds of things, stove go in that one, and then my equipment room has like my backpacks, has all my archery tackle and everything like that. And then I've got some drawers set up where I've got, you know, like miscellaneous gear, batteries and whatnot. And uh, I'll typically like run through, I know you guys like to lay yours out. Mm-hmm. Typically what I'll do is I'll pull, you know, my computer up and I'll pull up my gear list and I'll run down through it and I'll just kind of put everything together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I usually do it maybe two days before and then I'll just sit and look at it, make sure I've got everything. You know, if I don't, I make note of it and, and try to add yeah. it. Yeah, I have all my stuff besides my pack, like I in my sleeping bag because I have that out. But yeah, I have a tote that's just like pure backcountry. Yeah. Like I could literally grab that tote, throw it in my truck and have everything I need. Yeah keep it pretty quick that's why i've been doing a lot more because i've used to like i do take out some of my clothes and hang them but all my essential gear like stoves and yeah. water filters and water bags and 
whatever it might be, like knives are all in the same tote and they're still can't pull out bag and everything's kind of always ready in case I need it. One thing we talked about when we were in New Mexico is how much do you bring for backup? Mm. Like in your truck, no. do you bring extra gear? Yeah, I bring a lot of extra gear. What 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 types of things do you bring and like leave in your truck? Just mainly, in case? mainly a lot of gear I bring is I'll bring an extra pair of socks or pair of boxers. I'll bring a different pair of pants. Uh huh. So let's say my hunt is a late season hunt. All of a sudden the temperatures are a lot warmer than I thought they were going to be. We're going back to either change camp, move spots. You know, I'll just switch a different pair of pants. Yeah. Um, I to mention fuel canister. Yeah. Uh, a lot of extra food. Extra sleeping pad? Nope, no, no sleeping pad. Yeah, I always do that. That's a good. That's a good thing I should probably look at. I always actually bring. I typically have an extra sleeping bag and an extra sleeping pad in my truck. That way, that like, like for example, you know, we came home from New Mexico. I had everything in my backpack. I didn't want to unpack my backpack, so I just have an extra pad and a bag that I can just pull off on the BLM, throw that that's out on the ground, and so I sleep. So great because all my stuff when I leave is already packed in my backpack. So it's like I'm not gonna be able to get my sleeping bag out. I'm not gonna be able to sleep. Yeah, pad. and I don't like sleeping in my truck because I feel like I. Yep. Injure myself somehow yeah. by sleeping in my truck, get cramped. Yep. One, th- one thing I fail at every single time on these hunts is storing a bunch of extra water. I always in, bring in extra tr- water. Oh, yeah. Like, and not just water, too. Like, I need to throw some Gatorade in there. Or so, like, I don't drink pop at all, but like, it might be nice to have something dirty when I get back there to oh, yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Like, I brought two cases of water. I brought, uh, I guess we had a cup, what, three gallons of extra water. So like, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a lot of water we found out like where we no, were hunting in New Mexico, like all the water was way down the bottom. Yep. So we were making trips a couple times back to the truck cause it was closer to go back to the truck than it was to go to the bottom and yep. lose all the elevation. So we were actually just able to get water in the truck. So I always do that. I always have water in the truck. Yeah. It's always good to have some extra stuff in the yeah. truck. Clothes, uh, food, extra food, water. The, the problem with my food too, is I only have extra backpacking food. Mm-hmm. I again, I don't have that like dirty bag of chips oh, or you need chips that. and salsa. It's like, I always Twizzlers. Gross. Twizzlers. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Twizzlers are fantastic. I don't like Twizzlers. You guys are weird. <laughs> oh. Like I think it's good to have just an assortment of stuff back at the truck in case you need it. Yeah, you don't want to have doubles of everything, but just like something a little extra that you yeah. might burn while you're up there. Extra release. Yep. Uh I fell on my bow. True fell. Hard. Oh. With a full backpack Hun- of meat 100 pounds of meat oh, on my back were you nervous with your bow or did you come i back was and pretty it? nervous yeah we shot Trill's it crying. you always have a target <laughs> yeah. my bow. I'm like, dude your bow's fine <laughs> yeah i fell right on it right it's, on my back it's that mental show side the, though show us your bruise it's pretty good it runs pretty much the length of my inner thigh i ran <laughs> nice. i ran that uh back bar right on the inside of my thigh and huh. it, it went clear up it hurt but yeah I uh, I found out i got back to the truck the allen wrench that i had for my back bar was actually too large like grabbed oh. the wrong Allen wrench. So Neville had a backup Allen wrench. So I was able to Yeah, Allen wrenches are a good thing. Extra yeah. arrows, extra Yeah, ammo. I always carry some extra arrows. I mean. Target. To, yeah. I've told this story before, I think. But like I went on a New Mexico uh, antelope hunt. My dad and I, my dad stepped out at a gas station, grabbed my quiver of arrows, five arrows, five broadheads, leaned it up against the tire while he was trying to grab something from his backpack. We drove off and left, so no broadheads, no arrows. But Ouch. I, yeah, yeah, and I got, I was probably five hours, you know, called them. No, nope, we don't, haven't seen it, you know. So, But I did have extra. I had extra four arrows in my truck just for practice, and yeah. I had some broadheads. So, yeah, just like, I don't know, extras. It's always good to have, like, some extra type, you know, equipment just to for sure. help you out. Well, let's go hunting. 
What do we got next? Brady's just getting ready to kick I'm it off. I'm just Brady. getting ready started yet. I'm just getting ready to go wild. You're dying to go? Yeah, I'm itching. You guys have literally done so much cool things. <laughs> so many cool things this year. We got to hold the fort down while you're gone. Well, now it's our turn, right? your turn. Yeah. I'm just not going to get any of my work done and just leave it on you guys. There you go. Don't give it to me. I don't want it. <laughs> you don't want it? You don't want to <laughs> build my articles? You, you don't want to build my articles anymore like you used to? Uh-huh. When do you leave? Uh, 14th of October. Good. And I'll be gone for quite a while. I've got three deer tags to go fill. So I'm gonna 14th? Not. I think I'm gone then, too. Yeah. Shh. Give me a I'll be, I'll be in your neighborhood, I think. Heck yes. If you need help, let me know. Same. Maybe I should update my inReach before then so we can actually yeah, communicate we should. together. Yeah, that'd be great. Good luck messing each other, boys. Yeah. Deer so hunts, man. I'm excited. Wants out, she says. Yeah, all right. Anything else you guys want to talk about gear-wise? I think we covered a lot of it. That was a good one. I mean, just the importance of gear lists and getting your gear organized ahead of time and just running through, figuring out holes in your gear. And I don't know. We don't need to change a lot every year. I mean, it's expensive to change a lot, but use what works. Know what works and what doesn't work after the hunt. Yeah. Yeah, assess it. Mm-hmm. You should be good to go. And when you get back from a hunt, don't leave your tent or sleeping bag compressed. Dry, dry that it. stuff out. We don't want moldy stuff. Go to our YouTube, watch our gear list videos. Yeah. Check Peace. it out. Peace. Peace. Deuces. <laughs>